Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome, welcome. <laughs> I haven't been able to speak properly in the intros these last couple episodes. Excuse me. Welcome to the final episode of Cello Week. We're going to talk about making it sing. Now, one really interesting thing that I learned about the cello is it has a range um, that covers the human voice. So soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. So it's kind of interesting that it does, and it makes it kind of cool that we can use the cello as a metaphor for another person. And I was thinking about this um, right before I started recording. Um, you know, earlier I had said, um, imagine the cello is the other person, um, and the way you interact with them uh, can create, you know, can cause their heartstrings to vibrate a certain way. And, and sometimes it's good and you make beautiful music together. And sometimes it's bad and it's screechy and it doesn't sound good and the person doesn't respond well. And then I was thinking about extending that metaphor for uh, today's uh, podcast where it's almost like there's two cellos, right? So you are also a cello. And when they are communicating with you or doing things to you, the way they are doing that, it's making your heartstrings vibrate a certain way. So you can imagine a conversation you've had, maybe recently, right, where, you know, you say something and the person doesn't respond well, right? And you're like, ugh. And then sort of almost in retaliation or building upon that, they do something back to you and you don't respond well. So now what do you think happens next? The next time you try to interact with them, it gets even worse. And pretty soon, it's pretty awful music happening, and you don't even want to be in the same room or on the same Zoom call with this person because you're just both getting more and more impatient and perhaps nastier and nastier with each other. And it's just a very quick downward spiral. So I thought that was a really cool way of thinking about how our interaction with other um, human beings uh, can really have an impact. It's not just one way. There's a lot of two ways. There's a lot of feedback loops um, that are going on. So in addition, when we talk about making the cello sing, right, there's a lot of things that go on. It's not just like the cello is not like you just press a button like in a video game or, you know, in an electric keyboard and you just press the button and the note gets automatically made. There's there's a lot more nuances to it, which makes it a lot more similar to dealing with another human being. So what do I mean by that in terms of the cello? Well, just a few things. It's the angle at which you play the cello, both the bow and which you're holding the cello. There's the pressure that you apply to the strings. There's the speed at which you pull the bow across the strings. And there's the surface area, right? Like how much of the bow is actually touching the string. So these are all different things that you can play around with that create different effects and different qualities of sound. And it's the same with people, right? Um, what tone of voice are you using? When are you speaking to them? Are you, you know, sort of what position are you um, 
when you're speaking to them. Are you standing above them? Are you eye to eye? Are you across the table? Or are you um, sitting or standing shoulder to shoulder, literally looking in the same direction? So these are all nuances um, that can actually have a, a powerful impact on people's response to us, just like how the way you play the cello can really change the sound uh, that comes out from it. What's also interesting is a cello is, um, I don't want to say it's alive, but it's a, it's, it's a dynamic instrument in the sense that because it's made um, out of wood, mostly it's affected very much by different temperatures or humidity, right? It's not like a metal kind of object um, that maybe is more resistant to, to those different sorts of um, environmental conditions. So people are kind of the same as well, right? The same person can respond very differently to the same thing you say based on how their day went, based on what time of day it is, right? Like I'm not a morning person. I'm more of a night owl. It's pretty late right now. It's almost 12 and I just love um, doing things late at night, but I would never, ever, ever try to do this at 6 a.m. in the morning. You would get the worst uh, version of me and I'd probably have to do like 15 takes uh, to even get five minutes of uh, of, of quality um, footage. So people are the same way. You, you really um, have to consider these things. And it's not that you get it right each time. What's actually more important is to listen and to adjust and, and to be aware um, and, and to understand that people aren't, algorithms, right? That you can't expect them to respond a certain way just because you put in a certain input. And the benefit or the reward of approaching executive presence, leadership, relations this way is if you listen and if you adjust and if you are aware of these nuances, you get the most beautiful sound. You get the best relationships executive presence, and hopefully the best career. So what I'd love for you to do today is ask yourself, who's that person in your life right now, at work or otherwise, who doesn't respond well to you? Right? Think about who that person is. And ask yourself, be honest, be, be a little bit critical when you, when you ask this next, next question. What are some different ways Right? And some of these ways may seem unnatural or difficult to you or unfair to you, but what are some different ways you can interact with them to produce a better sound? Right, And it doesn't have to be something horrible and difficult. It could be something as simple as when you engage them or your tone of voice. It's amazing. My tone of voice when I ask my son to do something is hugely important, right? Like he can just pick up if, if I'm feeling um, a little bit um, sort of, uh, I don't know, in a way that like I'm more responding to what I want rather than, you know, wanting to parent him and, and caring about him in terms of something that I'm doing corrective or asking to do something. He picks up on it right away. And I can tell immediately from his body language even if he doesn't say anything that he is resentful and he can kind of tell that like I'm looking at him a certain way. So play around with this, right? Play around with how you interact and 
and how you come off to other people to see if you can actually shift that response in a positive way because you actually have a lot more influence than you realize once you become comfortable with adjusting your technique. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Do you look forward to attending another Hoham lecture, masquerading as a workshop? Ever notice how by the end, a lot of people have tuned out and no one has any questions for the instructor? If you could attend a workshop that prioritizes your engagement so you get the most out of the time spent, would you look forward to it? If you truly want to invest in your leadership learning this year, join us for our monthly Connection Counselor Workshop, where your participation is the key. Every month, we dive into another difficult leadership challenge and explore it together. Register for our next workshop now and watch recordings of previous ones at connectioncounselor.com forward slash workshop. Thank you. Hello, welcome to Executive Presence Morsels. It's Improv Week. Full disclaimer, uh, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. I am not an improv person. I am not a comedian. Um, I like to think I'm funny. My wife laughs at my jokes sometimes. You know, she laughs at me as well. Um, but uh, this is really about taking some lessons uh, that I've learned from an improv class um, that I took while I was at Dun & Bradstreet. We had a team building exercise and uh, improv a uh, coach came and, you know, she did a lot of fun exercises and I got interested in um, how uh, some of the lessons of improv can really help with leadership and interpersonal relations. So ever since that um, great little session at Dun & Bradstreet, um, had a little bit of an interest in this and worked some of it into my coaching and teaching as well. So today we're going to talk about... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel. So.